The impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those Knuckleheads of Liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We are coming, we are coming to you on March 16, 2022. Obviously, I am not Jason McPhee. Jason McPhee, our champion of choice, is there up in our upper right-hand corner. Tim Everett, our screaming eagle, our screaming eagle of freedom, is up in our upper left-hand corner. I am Leon Brathwaite, the last word in liberty. That's what that's what they call me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I speak too much. Who knows? You never know. Anyway, today we want to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, and I hope we have enough time to get through it. Our first topic, our very first topic, is about war again. But this time, it's the war on truth and science. And the media and the media's role in the dissemination of misinformation and disinformation and sometimes outright falsehood. If we look over the last few years, we have seen several hoaxes in our in in in, in the news, starting off with the Jesse Smollett case. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but Jesse Smollett was a guy who claimed that there was a hate crime, a racist and homophobic hate crime against him in Chicago. Well, he was just prosecuted for that little staging. He's now in, in, in jail. We also had the Russia Trump hoax. Where's the evidence? We have no evidence of that to date. We had, we now have the Green New Deal hoax where they're trying to tell us that we are about to become extinct in 12 years unless we spend all this massive amount of money to take us to, to this socialist utopia. On a fast train. On a fast train. Exactly. <laughs> That's the train that we are trying to construct from, um, from Los Angeles. Yes, Jason, you're absolutely right. We also have the hoax of the Biden and the left trying to tell us his policies are not causing the energy crisis. And that is going on in the media right now. We are hearing now about the Putin um, price spike. We also have the January 6th hoax, where they tell us, well, it was an insurrection. It was a coup. And all of those protests and riots we had, those were mostly peaceful protests, if you remember that one. We have now the most interesting hoax of all. It's the COVID hoax. Now, that is not to say we did not have COVID. Yes. There was a COVID pandemic. Of course, I was infected by the COVID. Jason, no, Tim was infected by the COVID. So far, I think Jason has escaped it. And I wonder why he has escaped it. But I, <laughs> I'm not sure I did. It's <laughs> testing is so I'm sure you did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but the point of all of these things is that the media is out there pushing these stories. They're always pushing these stories. And we're even there now, even pushing stories that challenge science. And science must withstand scrutiny if it is to become knowledge. 
So what do you guys think about this thing? What is going on in our world where these hoaxes are becoming so much a part of our daily life? We have two of them ongoing right now. So what do you guys think about all of this? Jason? Well, you know, one of the uh, biggest hoaxes, I think, that's not even on this list is, my God, you look at what's happening right now in in uh, women's sports. And I mean, oh, yes. the fact that everybody just cowardly sits there and watches uh, essentially a dude come out and beat the hell out of a bunch of women for whatever the match is. And, and everybody is says how brave. And I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine a more dishonest narrative. And I mean, you, you talk about these, these women with the swim team that are happening there and that's at Penn state or something or yes. university of Pennsylvania. Yes. And the, the, uh, I think her name is Leah Thompson or something like that, but, uh, Le you know, Leah, Leah Thomas. Yes. Oh, Leah Thomas. Thomas. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and the whole team is terrified that nobody can, can stand out alone to speak against her, uh, coming in there and essentially stealing all their opportunities. So they have to come out as a group so that they can keep some anonymity, for themselves speaking yes. as a group anonymously to say this is not right i, I can't imagine anything more uh you know a, a more of a war on science than that and i mean you right. know I, I, I as a libertarian i have no problem if a voluntary group of people want to get together and set up a structure where that's allowed but right now it's sort of being shoehorned on everybody to government <laughs> schools and i think that's yes. just terrible so uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go ahead, uh, Screaming Eagle. Tell us what you think. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I think I did. I, we had a we had this as a topic, but uh, no, not not the hoax, not the hoax. Uh, we had a topic. Oh, we talk about okay. Leah Thomas. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, yeah. I guess uh, we've got a lot of hoaxes going on, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could take each one apart. I don't know. Do, do, I'm kind of confused, Leon. Are we you could take, uh, talking take, about? Take one if you want. Jason just raised raise a hoax that I didn't even consider. Uh, I forgot ah. about, which is the Leah Thomas case uh, about yeah. transgenderism, actually. Is, right, is, is right. Easy, yeah. If you want anything on the list, if you All want right. to talk about it, it's fine. Well, um, well, here's something. I just heard this from Tom Woods' show. I can't remember if it's him or someone else talking, but you know, part of this whole thing with this Russia Trump thing is that Trump, instead of just after, instead of just taking the fifth, which would have been better, but he can't he can't keep his mouth shut to save his life. Um, but in, instead of not saying anything or to rebut these ridiculous claims of his collusion with Putin, um, instead of that, what he did was he tried to go too far the other way to prove that he hated Putin and he wasn't a, wasn't a shill. And so he did a number of things. And when I heard heard him all listed, I guess it was Scott Horton talking. And so when Scott was going through this long laundry list of the things Trump did, to to make matters worse with Russia, in addition to all this NATO expansion, but all these other things that he did, including pe uh, having troop movements right up within yards of the border with Russia uh, under Trump's watch. These were things he did in response to all this nonsense 
that that the, that the State Department, it gets, it's so convoluted, but they were trying to hem him in or rein him in. Um, and that's exactly what they were doing. And, and they didn't care. You know, all they wanted was the investigation. They didn't want a conviction or anything else. They just wanted him. And, and it worked. He, he was putty in their hands and he hired all these warmongers and did warmongering stuff against Russia to try to prove, oh, I'm really not in Putin's pocket. I'm really, you know, I'm really a good guy. I'm Donald Trump and I'm going to fight Putin, you know. And so it's just in addition to all the other things, it got us to this moment in time where we are facing um, all these all these things going on to upset the 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 state of Europe <coughs> between Russia and Ukraine. And and so, you know, when it's not just that, you know, these things aren't true. It's they're not true and they have serious repercussions, potentially. But don't you think, but Tim, don't you think the danger, don't you think the danger is the is the is the disinformation and the outright falsehoods that the media um, um, uh, articulate and, and, and try to make it sound so real, isn't that the danger? Is that the danger to us? Yes, it is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying in addition to those very real concerns and dangers you speak of, of being lied to by the, the people that are supposed to be bringing you something close to the truth, but out and out lies on purpose. Aside from that, the lies will can, depending on the situation, have potentially lethal and dangerous repercussions on down the road of history yes. because they put a person like Donald Trump with, you know, really zero principles, in my opinion, other than what's good, what, you know, what's good for me. You know, is it good for me? Okay. You know, or can I, can I say you're fired? Do I get a chance to say you're fired? I'd love to say you're fired. I'm Donald Trump. And guess what? You're fired. You know I mean? It's, if you do that to those kind of people, you have, and, and you're setting it up on a world stage because you're saying he's in the pocket of a world leader that we don't like. I think Tim, Tim no. just got frozen up. Tim just got frozen up. <laughs> but let, let me do an exit question here, Jason, though. Can we as a country remain free if the throat is constantly being poisoned by politics? Well, that's the danger, right? And I think it's a, a product of our echo chambers at the moment. You know, we, 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 we are able to get in with people who agree with us, and it makes it really hard to uh, get outside of those echo chambers and uh, go back and forth. And quite frankly, I mean, I think one side at the moment is much more guilty of this than the other side. I don't see a lot of uh, riots against speakers against uh, from the left on college campuses. I, I see a, a lot. I mean, I, I see the riots from the left against speakers, <laughs> you know, that they don't agree with. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like the nonsense we just saw on The View and, uh, you know, where these women all thought that, uh, that Tulsi and Tucker, uh, as we talked about in our last show, should be thrown in jail because they don't agree with them on their patriotic ideas of sending us all to war in the Ukraine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously it's an assault on our, our liberty and, uh, you know, our, our freedoms going forward. Indeed, indeed. Well, Tim, um, Tim is not here. I was, well, I was going to go with good guys with guns. In the meantime, let's go on to the next topic. And um, and if when Tim joined us, we, we, we jump off and, and get into good guys with guns. Anyway, the next thing is was um, on, on, on the thing was Libertarian Corner, which is a projection of, of the U.S. military might. Is that a net benefit or is it a net harm? Will the U.S. dominance... Oh, there's Tim. Tim, are you back with us? Tim, are you back with us? Why don't, why don't you uh, just uh, keep going, and once he's in, then we can sort of shift, because otherwise we're burning dead air. <laughs> oh, indeed, here, here indeed. <sighs> Tim, Tim, you look like you're here now. Are, are, are you here? No. Okay. Yeah. So in, in Libertarian Corner, we, 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 would, we want to talk about the projection of, of, of the military might of the United States. Should, should, should the U.S. dominance, should it continue? Should, the, should NATO or the U.S. Or, 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 and or the U.S. Help, help Ukraine? So what, what, what do you think about this, Jason? Well, I, I, I think this is <clears throat> the danger is what we're seeing. I mean, I, I hear so many people who talk about the, the special role the United States should play as a policeman in the world. And, you know, honestly, right now we're seeing essentially sort of a Mr. Magoo lunatic running around out there with his, quite frankly, other cartoonish character and as vice president as well, who <laughs> can't yeah. seem to, to get a coherent message out. And these are the people who are literally, we put the guns in their hands to go point at other people around the world. And I, I can't imagine anything more irresponsible. I So I, I think this is where... You know, we, we and, and not only that, too, th think about this, the cost this is generated as well. You know, we talk about we're doing this to preserve liberty. Well, think about where we're at at this point. We literally are over 30 trillion in the hole, not counting Social Security and these other things. And, uh, you know, not all of that is from playing policemen of the world, but, uh, you know, some of it is. And the idea that we are getting ourselves into you know, all of these messes when the, the, the most surest thing we can do to preserve our liberty is to preserve our economy as we go forward, to, to, to make sure that we're not out on a limb and that everything could come crashing down in, in, a, in a heap. And so I, I think maybe this is part of the problem where we're running around, we're creating all these distortions and, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't be taking such a big role uh, in these uh, in all of these places. I, I know this is a one that's near and dear to you, Tim. Do you, you want to jump yes. in on that? Yes. Yeah, now that I'm back, I had to re-agree to the <clears throat> terms and conditions of the Wi-Fi in the hotel here. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I tried to do it before the show started, but it wouldn't let me. So it just kicked me off. I just totally lost Internet completely. So um Anyway, uh, so what's the question? Should we? We go are talking into about the projection of the projection of uh, of the of the military might of the United States. Uh, its dominance throughout the world is it net harm, net benefit? Um, should it continue? Um, should NATO okay. should NATO help, help help Ukraine? What What do you think? 
Well, I, I think that uh, it, within the confines of the Constitution, if anybody would want to f- care to follow it, uh, we, we have uh, enough defensive capability to defend our uh, both the nation and our national interests, including the free shipping and you know protect shipping lanes and that kind of thing. Uh, we have plenty of aircraft carriers and submarines to do that. We have com- uh, pl- well, I think we have good enough deterrence, although nowadays with um, all the pressure, Russia's come up with some pretty quick launch uh, vehicles and stuff. So maybe that's changing. Uh, But uh, do we have enough military might to go around policing the world? No. Guess what? Guess what? Nobody does and nobody ever will in in a bazillion years. Okay, that's I make that prediction right now, because what that does is when you try to police the world and get at your nose in everybody's affairs, like, like for example, if Russia invades a sovereign nation like Ukraine and you want to get in there and get messy along with everybody else and try to break up that fight, guess who gets hurt? We do. And uh, is that constitutional? No, it's not. And uh, it's for good reason. And so do we have the uh, military might to go around and conquer the world and tell everybody else what to do in spite I know that's what the plan was for quite a while. No, we don't. And anybody that tries China, Russia, as though they could, they got a teensy weensy little tiny economy. No, they definitely can't. Can China? Not even China. Not even China with 10 times the economy they have now. They will plunder it all in, in a couple of years at best. And, and they will go down in flames like everybody else that's ever tried it. Every empire ever in the history of mankind that's ever tried to conquer the world ends up dying. It's self-induced suicide to a nation to try to do that. Why? Because it sucks up the economy. That's why. Indeed. But do you, do, you, do you believe all military engagements, Tim, outside the United States? I mean... Are we only for defensive purposes or can we have military engagements outside the United States? Well, you mean legally? Legally. Yeah, yeah, I think we can. I, uh, I think in certain situations, um, I mean, even from the very beginning when we went up against the Barbary pirate, pirates, that was outside the United States. And we had every right to do that because it was they were messing with the shipping. If, if OK, we do have a responsibility as an extremely strong nation militarily to go out and um, and to uh, police certain things that are going against free trade, for example, by some. And sometimes we have to to oppose certain despots doing certain things that, that's got to be, you know, and, and it's you take everything and look at it individually and decide. And you look at it, not just, is it good in our interest, but is it good economically and is it good constitutionally? Well, actually that'd be the first thing. Can, can we do this constitutionally? That'd be constitutionally? the first thing, yes. That'd be the first yeah. thing, yes. yes. Yeah, then is it good for our self-interest? And then can we afford it? You know, the last thing, yeah. can we afford it? <laughs> and increasingly we cannot. We're 30 trillion in debt, I heard Jason say that. So. <clears throat> Let's let's remind everybody that we okay. just can't go do this anymore. I got you. Okay, Tim. Let's go to um good guys. Good guys with oh, guns. Um, we got we, time. We, we had right. we had planned to do that second, but you know we had a problem. Yeah. So so let's go. Thanks for taking care of that. All right. So this is this month, March 6, twenty twenty two, in 
Fontana, uh, California. Uh, so police are investigating a Saturday night fatal shooting in Fontana after a homeowner says, this is a little sketchy. He had to defend himself during an attempted burglary. The homeowner, whose name <coughs> has not been released by authorities, called their police, Fontana Police Department at 10.47 p.m. on Saturday. He told police multiple people, <coughs> sorry about the cough, were attempting to break into his house at the corner of Cypress Avenue and Baseline, that he believed at least one of them was inside, that he believed they were armed. The homeowner then armed himself with a handgun before the call with Fontana PD disconnected. Uh oh, when police arrived at the scene, the homeowner came out of the house and surrendered himself, saying he had shot someone inside the home. When police went inside, they found a man dead in the hallway. The dead man <coughs> was wearing gloves and a COVID-19 mask. Imagine mm -hmm. that. And looked to be between 20 and 30 years old, according to the police. The dead man also had a semi-automatic handgun next to his hand. And according to police, you know, the press has learned the whole semi-automatic rule here. I'm happy to hear that. There were signs of a shootout in the home. Brass casings from two different weapons were found. The other individuals, the homeowner said, tried to break in. Guess what they did? Ran away. Police are searching for those individuals. They got out of Dodge. Neighbors in the Fontana community are on high alert after the incident occurred. If they came here, what exactly would have happened, said Michelle Luna, a neighbor. Police are conducting a thorough investigation, but believe the man found dead inside the home was attempting to burglarize the home, and the homeowner defended himself against an armed subject. If the investigation finds that to be the case, the homeowner will not face charges. The homeowner was not injured in the incident. Indeed. There you have it. Indeed. Jason, why don't you tell us why do we do good guys with guns? Why do we do it? Well, we do it uh, to try and let people know that uh, there's there's a, <coughs> there's a lot of good stories out there of people actually defending themselves with guns, and we just want to make sure that uh, people are getting sort of a, a balanced take on this. If everybody else is telling the bad story of somebody with a gun, uh, we, we want to make sure that other that people are at least hearing or have the opportunity to hear about stories where somebody actually uses that tool for a good purpose as well. Very good, very good. Let us just get a quick a quick uh, comment on the next topic, which is Uber and Lyft drivers are feeling the pain at the pump and their customers will feel this pain in their pocketbooks. The, the, the rise, rising prices that we are seeing in energy, whether it's gasoline in particular in this case, are having far-reaching consequences. What do you guys think about this? What about Uber and Lyft and their drivers? Well, uh, economics 1A. I mean, they, you know, they have to pass that cost on to uh, to the consumer, especially when they're in their their unique situation. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh gee, I, I'm going to make less money now. I'm going to take cut and pay, even though prices everywhere are going up. No, that's not how it works. So if if uh, if a uh, an employee is just like any other business expense. Your business expense goes up. You, you got to get compensated for it. Uh, either, you know, in this situation, they're set up to, to have to get it from the person that's receiving it. I mean, they're getting the benefit. They have to pay it. And it's getting higher. Uh, and it's going to get higher. Uh, so, it, you know, that cost is going to go up. Welcome to, uh, you know, the, the, new, the new deal here. 
folks. Yes, you know, the Green, the, you, the green New Deal. This is the Green New Deal. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Your green yes. New Deal. You know, if I'm sorry, I'm sorry that it costs an arm and a leg, but you know, that's what you wanted. You got what you wanted. Have fun. Indeed. Well, perhaps these uh, Uber and Lyft drivers, uh, you know, may need to start arming themselves in order to protect the gas in their tank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we may take that as a joke, Jason, but you know, that might be real, you know. That might be real. <laughs> you know, you know that, that's true. If you park your car outside your house, like everybody in San Diego, except for me, does i'm the only one that parks in a garage the only person in the entire city of san diego that's an exaggeration but it's not too far off honestly everybody parks outside everybody guess so you what might, so you might be the you're, only one who got the gas your gasoline not stolen right right not stolen yeah you're <laughs> yes. you're you're about to have a run on siphoning uh devices here yes so so, so they're not just, just stealing your catalytic converter now you're also out no. of gas when you come out, you're out of gas. <laughs> That's right. okay guys jason jason let's run to uh, knucklehead's noise patrol okay well this time uh the the knucklehead uh noise patrol takes us to uh bill maher and um i i think this is uh this is <clears throat> so let's see uh Bill, Bill, Bill Maher takes, takes another hit at the um, at the progressive left. Yeah, so it says uh, essentially uh, this is a sort of point of wisdom, I guess, that Bill Maher is is bringing out. Um, so yeah. he says uh, he says okay, uh, but if Putin thought Trump was really supportive of him, you know, because we've been hearing Russia, Russia, Russia for right. five, six years. And I'm sure that Bill Maher was probably guilty of some of that too, to be honest, early on. Because he pretty much attacked him for everything as well. But uh, that said, uh, Bill Maher kind of, at least the light bulb came on at some point for him because he said, why didn't he invade when Trump was in office? Uh, it's at least worth asking the question if you're not locked into one uh, intrans uh, intransigent thought. So yes. essentially trying to chastise the left for, you know, they just get on this one crazy track and they can't get off of it and they want to silence everybody who doesn't. And they, well, look, he's invaded and Trump's not in office. So it's kind of hard <laughs> to blame Trump now. Uh, it just, it, you know, it goes back to the, um, to the people of the view, you know, that, you know, when, when you have somebody you disagree with, you know, you have to try to silence them, you know. Now the left is probably having a meltdown because Bill Maher, who is a man of the left, is now asking these... I mean, this is not the first time he's he's done this. He's now asking these pertinent questions, okay? If Trump was a Russian asset, which everybody was claiming on left-wing media, if he was a Russian asset, well, hey... Putin should have invaded at that time. That would have been the opportune time for him to do it, but he did not. He waited until the half-senior president that we do have now, and then he invaded. And that half-senior president actually gave him the green light by talking about minor incursions. Tim, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And not to mention his uh, his weakness militarily and just his, his guy's brain dead totally brain dead but i mean you know the the flubbing up of the afghanistan withdrawal and uh, um and the the other uh, areas that you mentioned that where he's shown this weakness and the, the mental weakness mainly um the guy's just a complete moron and 
I don't know who's really running the show. I mean, it's, it's always somebody else, you know, somebody behind the scenes. But um, in in, the, in his case, it's so blatant that, you know, you know, you could like an, an Obama gives at least a pretense that he's the president, not being pushed around by other people behind yes. him. Yes. Uh, because, you know, he's smart and he's engaging and he's everybody likes him and, and he's likable. Um, and then but but you get a Biden. I mean, there's no more this silly pretense that this guy's actually doing presidential things that he's really in charge because the guy's a moron and just an absolute moron. And and so, you know, is is of course, if, if the same people are behind each and every president, then a Putin would, you know, it wouldn't be a green light whether you had a monkey in the office like Biden or whether you had a charismatic leader like Obama. It, it wouldn't matter in that in that case, because you always are really up against the same people, which you probably really are. So uh, why he did it? I just I just talked myself out of an argument right there. See how I did that? <laughs> well, well, Tim, I know you have talked yourself out of an argument, oh, we, but um, we, talked we have talked ourselves out of the time on this show. Yeah. So yeah. but Jason, did you want to say something quickly? Well, you know, you know, it's, it's just uh, since we went long, there was just one little thing I wanted to add real yeah. quick. Uh, uh, and that's that um, Bill Maher was recently on Ben Shapiro's show, his Sunday show. And I, I just wanted to kind of give Bill Maher a little bit of kudos for that as well, because Bill Maher is said on his show, why don't people from the left, why are they too scared to go on people from the right shows when a lot of them yes. will show up on Bill Maher's show? And yes. I thought, Bill was kind of a hypocrite because he wouldn't do that for quite a while. And he actually went on Shapiro's show this last Sunday. Right. Uh, so you can find that online. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's a good talk. You know, it's an honest talk between two guys. I thought, you know, Shapiro kind of uh, didn't didn't quite, you know, hit back as hard as he should have on a few <laughs> topics. Uh, maybe some of that I know is when you're playing the host on a show, it can, <laughs> you can lose track of a few things. And, exactly. uh, and I, I, maybe that was happening then, but uh, it was, it was a nice, honest discussion. And I, you know, hopefully that there'll be more of those in the future, you know, maybe Bill Maher setting a tone that hopefully the left can follow. Well, maybe, what, maybe what? this will be the start of the backlash against this cancer culture nonsense that is going on in our society. Yeah. But our time is over, guys. Thank you, guys, for participating in the show. And um, see you next time. In the meantime, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness shall always prevail. Thank you. Goodbye. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.